What's going on, everyone? This is my interview with Sebastian from the Crypto Arte NFT project. Now, when I was doing my research trying to find old NFT projects, I was focused on like 2017, early, early 2018. But this project is from July 2018. So I missed this one completely. But in the last couple of days, I have been absolutely overrun. My DMs are completely full with people telling me how, hey, man, this is the first generative art project on Ethereum. And I'm like, well, isn't Autoglyphs the first one? They're like, yeah, Autoglyphs is the first fully on chain one, but this is actually the first one. And so I had to look into it, obviously. Um, I got a hold of Sebastian through Discord. He was nice enough to come on. He answered a ton of questions about the history of it, how it formed, how the arts generated. I think you're going to really like that. And for people who already like the project and are psyched about it, he gave a lot of tips about how to look for rarity within um, the images and, and all sorts of stuff like that that we get into. I think it's a really interesting project. It's certainly historically significant. Um, so I think you're going to really enjoy this. Enjoy my talk with uh, Sebastian. I found out about your project. Well, the day I contacted you, what was that, like two or three days ago? And the amount of people that I've had hit me up about your project in the last three days, I was like, dang, the guy who told me about it, that's good timing because in the, the three days or whatever, two days since I've since he told me about it, I've been hit up like 30 times about your project. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude. That's amazing. That? Have you felt that in the Discord over the last couple of days? Like it's there's been a real uh, surgence? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh it's going nuts. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh really, 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 really happy to see that. And the community is building out also oh, man. really nicely. So well, that that always happens when people think they're going to get rich. <laughs> right? I mean, there, is no, there is no bigger driver than somebody thinking they're going to make their life better, right? I mean, people will go across whole countries on horseback or on foot to try and find yeah. uh, the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Um, but before we get into all, all of that sort of stuff, why don't we go back to the beginning before you even built this project? Tell me a little bit about yourself, like with obviously you're into blockchain and that sort of stuff. How did you kind of get into the space and kind of the, the prerequisites before you got into this project? What were you doing? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm a, uh, so, so should I go back to my childhood or like, yeah, uh, wait, just yeah, like... Yeah, if you want to, man. <laughs> if it's that deep, absolutely. Um, dude. If you're like, uh, <laughs> my daddy was like blockchain or nothing. So blockchain or nothing. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm originally from uh, Argentina, right? And, and so um, I, uh, my mom was a, a you know computer scientist before before it was called that. It was like calculista científico or something like that. Wow! Like and as a kid, I used to play with you know, her punch cards and stuff like that, right? And uh, I, I remember this like vividly because like I just chatted with her a while ago. I was like crypto artist, like happening she's like what's that so i'll tell her and like we were laughing because oh they look like the punch cards but anyway that's, that's interesting wow that is um, that is super cool they do they do now that you mention it yeah that's interesting uh, yeah so you know as, as a kid i was kind of already immersed in computer science and my dad brought like a commodore computer to the house and um i went to uh i also did like conservatory for like five years i played piano and like uh, so I had like music, music was always kind of like, you know, kind of my, uh, my artistic space, right. Uh, for the most time, for, for, for the most part, right. Like, and as a kid, I programmed this thing with uh, my dad, like basic in the uh, Commodore computer that played like a piece by Bach. Right. Uh, and like, since then it was like, oh, wow, you can program computers to do art. And that was like, you know, always like a big thing for me. Like, uh, and then, uh, I think around like probably early 2000s. Yeah, it was probably like 2004 or five. Somebody showed me the processing language, right? Um, which is what a lot of the uh, generative artists used to um, to do uh, generative art, right? And, what language um, is that? It's called processing. Okay. There's, there's a Java version. There's a JavaScript version. Processing.js is kind of the more modern JavaScript version. Um, and that's why I use for crypto art, by the way. But somebody like got me into it like around 2003, 2004. 
Um, and then, and, you know, I did some early art at the time and then I didn't, I didn't do much of it. And then uh, back to your original question, back around 2017, um, there were some uh, sort of folks uh, that would, uh, hit me up with uh, some blockchain related ideas, right? So I run a software development um, firm, right? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a computer science by, by background, but kind of entrepreneur by heart, right? So I built a few different startups and I've been part of many startups as, you know, uh, different roles and whatnot, and uh, the 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 one I, I have now, like we build uh, web apps, mobile apps, and you know, software, custom software, right? Uh, for folks, and a lot of them are like founders, early stage startups, right? And uh, around 2017, with the ICO craziness, a lot of people started hitting me up, like, "Hey, can you help us build this blockchain project?" And I was like, "Yeah, hey, I don't know anything about it, but you know, let me look it up, right?" And as like more interest, more interest came up. I'm like, hey, I, I need to look into this. There's, there's something going on, right? Like, obviously, I knew about blockchain and, and you know Bitcoin, but I, I didn't know the tech stack, right? I wasn't like yeah. professional, like, oh, I can advise you, I can build something for you. So I started looking into it, and like when I found Ethereum, I was like, wow, this is crazy! Like, smart contracts are amazing. Like, you can actually program this thing, and they become you know immutable public APIs, right? That, right. that can store data forever, right? As long as, as the chain is, is alive, right? And so I, I kind of got fascinated and started, um, I started getting in, into the technology itself, right? Like, so I have like a bunch of tutorials and development tutorials on, you know, how do you use IP, IPFS? How do you make something super decentralized, you know, uh, some basic contracts and stuff. And then at some point, uh, now you, this was all on Ethereum. You were doing all this on Ethereum back in 2017, basically. Yeah, I was more like 18 when I really got into it. But yeah. on 17, like, it got like a bunch of people asking about it, right? Like, hey, can yeah. you build this? No, I, I even that, built right? coins in 2017, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so around 18, that was like when I was like, okay, I got to set, set up some time aside, really started this. So early 18, I started getting into Ethereum and then, um, you know, have like a, actually like a few posts on uh, dev tutorials and some open source I, I, I did for those two you know some basic stuff like how you build an app and uh, distribute yeah. app and things like that right um some on, on smart contracts and whatnot and then eventually at some point it clicked it's like holy cow i can mix both things right like you can and, actually do both together right like, yeah yeah exactly because then i was like okay i learned enough i want to have a project i want to have something that actually works that i deployed to mainnet but it was kind of a side project i can't you know build like a DeFi craziness thing right on the right. side you know like it needs to be something that i wanted and i wanted it to be something fun right so i'm like so, fun, so fun and something where you're going to learn along the way right so you don't know how to do something it's just like okay let's get into it and yeah in order to learn i'll do something that's interesting to me um i just think that's like when i when i try to tell my son and he doesn't listen at all i'm like this is what you want to do like that's how you want yeah. it. Uh, that's the way you learn that's the way you build like most i know genetically that's the way my me myself my son that's the way we're built anyway and obviously a lot of developers are, are built the same way. Um, that kind of, that kind of feeling. So you were like, you, you it kind of clicked to you like, Hey, wait, I could do something kind of art facing. Exactly. At the same time, learn how to do the programming aspects of it. Exactly. That's kind of when the, that intersection of my earlier, you know, I, I love generative art already, like messing around with processing and visualizing data. I'm like, Hey, if any public data is all out there, Right. And what, what if I did an artistic project that actually explained the history of Ethereum, right? But also at the same time with a purpose, right? Because all my dev tutorials and all that, I just wanted more people to learn about it, right? Like, hey, I, you know, it was, it was wild, right? Because like yep. things were broken. And like, if you read my tutorials, there are like 10 tips of like, oh, don't do that. This is how it works. Like, it says here on the, you know, on the dog, do this, but that doesn't work. Do it like this, right? Like that yep. type thing. So I'm like, oh, I got, I got, I got to spread the, the knowledge. And like, I wanted more people to know about the tech and what it could do and what the capability was. So doing like generative art about Ethereum would be like my, my, my main idea was like, hey, if I do it in a way that it actually kind of describes the technology and how it works so that someone that doesn't, you know, that's not a computer scientist, right? Like can actually look at a painting and you can tell the story. It's like, well, the blockchain works with blogs, right? And they have hashes and they're mine. And you can point to things in a painting that show that that's kind of a fun, um, you know, 
fun way to basically explain how it works, but also an artistic representation of, of the chain. And that's how kind of the whole idea got started. Super cool. I mean, it's a great idea. Um, Thanks. And, and, and there's a lot of debate and there's going to be more about um, <clears throat> what constitutes generative art. Uh, is it generative if it's not all on chain? These questions. Yeah. Get ready because there are going <laughs> yeah. to be questions that haunt you for the rest of your life. I guarantee. I now, after having been involved with a lot of rediscovery projects, the answers are gray. There's no perfect answer yeah. because people can't even agree on what an NFT is, right? So let's <laughs> just agree. We'll disagree. And my my view is all of these projects are when they're interesting and they do something unique, novel, or new is they all have a place on a timeline of history going to wherever we're going right um, yeah and for me that's why i like project like yours which when i find them i'm like oh wow this is you know ticks a couple of the boxes or new unique um set a new standard moved in a new direction did something different and uh so i'd like to get into kind of all these details about um you know what makes it unique and what makes it maybe yeah. hard to do something so as far as i know and i've done a bit of research over the last few days or a couple days um it does seem like yours is the first kind of true generative uh project uh on ethereum that will be debated uh, <laughs> but tell me like leading up to it how long did it kind of take you pre-launch like what were you building um and did you like do are there some contracts out that there there that are maybe hidden that uh, people can go and find those old contracts? Because you know when I talk to the other founders who do these sort of stuff, even crypto punks, mm -hmm. you know, they launched had bad contracts, new contract, they didn't <laughs> even launch on test nets because they were like, ah, oh, it's just cheaper, just let's just do it on the main net, and if it's wrong, we'll do it again. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me like the the month or a couple months before, how were you building and and what was that kind of like pre launch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to get it back into the debate or question too. That's an awesome one. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's fascinating, right? Because like uh, you're deploying this contract to mainnet and you know that you can't change it, right? Like, so, <laughs> uh, you know, besides like upgradable con uh, contract uh, tech and, and stuff like that. But the, yeah. the idea is like you don't change it, right? Like, uh, so <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's it's a balancing act, right? Like uh, if you try to be too cautious, then you'll never deploy anything. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go too fast, you're gonna make mistakes and then good luck trying to fix them, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's a, um, so I do have a contract that I deployed to Rinkeby Network uh, first, um, okay. and uh, I I can find the link there for, so you, for you at some it, point. You did it. You did yeah. a test. You did it the right okay. way. You're a real developer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I yeah, I, I deployed to testnet, and um, there's actually a link on. Uh, there's actually a post uh, on Reddit. I'm not big on Reddit, so I didn't get any traction at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there's actually a post on Reddit that I think is still around. I, I sent it to, to someone a few months ago that uh, that it's me asking for people helping me to test that uh, Ringaby sure. uh, contract. Like, who are you? Are you yeah, and, and but I didn't want to show the art. I didn't want to show the concept too soon because I was still kind of tweaking the last pieces of the generative art, right? And yep. so, like, if you look at the, there's actually images on Rinkeby that that the tokens that I minted on that on that contract point to, and they're like, uh, you know, they're super ugly. They're like just the squares, and like, it's, I think it says something like test or something like that. Sure, <laughs> sure. Oh, cool. So, so how, long like, you, <laughs> how long did it take you before? Because it released in July. So how long did it take you before July? How long were you working on the, the actual project, not just doing other stuff, like actually building it? Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, the I think January through March was more like my learning Ethereum type period. And I think I really started around March. I think I, I don't have the exact date. Sure. Uh, I think it, I, like the first commit to the Git repo or where I have mo most of the stuff, uh, uh, I think it's days from March, but I don't think I care to actually put it in <laughs> on, on source control for a few weeks. So yep. I don't know exactly, but around early March uh, 2018. And, and how, So let's get into the details a little bit now of what you were thinking at that time about the art itself, right? 
So can you walk people through kind of the overall concept of the art with block sizes and all that sort of stuff? And we'll get into it. Oh, I have a million questions about <laughs> this, but if you want to give the general overview first so people understand the concept of the art itself and how it's generated. Yeah, 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 of course. So, um, so my first idea was like, okay, I, I want to do something that, uh, like if somebody didn't know anything about Ethereum, I can use to, I'm sorry, I'm like trying to open some reference material here. So sure. trying, trying to be correct. <laughs> hey, um, don't worry. It's better to not be correct. So people can yell at you later. <laughs> it, it creates debate. Uh, <laughs> it's been three years, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, the uh, um, so basically, my, my first idea was like, okay, um, the first concept is blocks, right? Like, what is a blockchain? It's a chain of blocks, right? So, like, that's the first concept that I want to represent uh, artistically, somehow be able to show that, right? Um, and there was like this many million blocks that were available at the time when I was starting, right around that March time. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and tell the story of, of Ethereum, but also try and kind of represent uh, the publicly available data uh, in a way that's, you know, aesthetically pleasing to me and that uh, hopefully it was, <laughs> but, but also, you know, kind of represent all of those technical details that, I want, that you know, I'd love to tell people about, right? And so um, first idea was like, hey, I have this many million blocks, right? Um, how big is you know, the collection. And um, somehow I, I remember this, there's a, there's a really early project uh, that was called 10,000 Paintings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's way before uh, crypto, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a modern artist that did this 10,000 Paintings collection uh, right. that go from zero to 9,999. And that's all there is. It's like a white canvas with a blue number in them. Uh, and his experiment was like price depending on the number, right? So the I think the, the lowest number ones were more expensive. Yeah. He sold it out and he said, actually at the Modern Museum of Art, right? And that's why like, it's like, oh, okay. I like that idea of like the sequential. And so that's where I got inspired about the sequence of like paintings that go from zero to end, right? It's funny, like you're the first person th that's mentioned that to me or the first time I've heard about that, the 10,000 pieces, which I'm sure I'm just an idiot as far as art goes, but oh, that's got to be the genesis for all these 10,000 things, right? That somehow stuck as like a number in our reptile brain, like, yeah, 10,000 is <laughs> so, the right number, right? Yeah, so, maybe, yeah. The avatar project on Earth is 10,000. <laughs> 10,000 yeah. is this number. You know, CryptoPunks stuck on 10,000. It's like, they must have all, it must have you know, come down from that piece, right? I guess it must. It, it could be. I, I really don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I don't talk about it much. Like, I actually don't know that much about it. But uh, sure. You know, it was kind of in my mind. I had no, read about it. How, like, it. The, the, I like, one, thing, one person doing one thing early becomes the trend for every other, you know, project that's similar. Uh, in the future, and that's yeah. super interesting, right? I, it's yeah, just, yeah it's <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, we so all... you had that in your brain, and that's where you—that's how you settled on the total number of pieces, which are the, what's the exact number of pieces? Because I know it's not exactly ten thousand. Yeah, it's it's nine thousand eight hundred and ninety-five. So what my my next step up from there was like, okay, I have that many blocks. Uh, I want to divide them into sequential paintings that kind of show that history of Ethereum, that kind of show the immutability and how each block builds up on, on the next, right? Um, and so uh, my next thinking was like, this is going to be a pretty modern thing. It needs to look good on like high-res monitors, high-res TVs. So for 4K, 8K resolution. So I went up to 8K resolution and that gave me the ratio of the paintings, right? So uh, I wanted all blocks to be the same in terms of um, the size I was representing on the paintings. Okay. Uh, so basically, that's how I came up with 576 blocks per painting is because if you make them square, that will give you the ratio uh, for uh, an 8K image that fits oh, that's perfectly. That, that's really interesting because I was like, how, why? So each, each picture has what, 575? Is that right? 576. Yeah. So 576. Uh, and that's simply 30... because that fits the 8K perfectly basically exactly if you make squares 
and you distribute them into, I think it's 32 rows, make the mouse and like you get exactly the same ratio of, for like 8K. So it like it fits perfectly on a, on, on a model screen. So I don't understand the why not exactly 10,000, why slightly less? Oh, there was not enough. <laughs> there was not enough blocks uh, to crunch from Ethereum to get to 10,000 at the time. Okay. <laughs> So you ran out of Ethereum blocks. Basically. Exactly. So like it took Metallic, me a while. can you make more, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it took me a, it, and, and it took me a while, right? Like I had to sync a full Ethereum node uh, to get all the data that I needed. Uh, and, you know, that took a while per se, but then extracted from there in the format that would uh, be useful for me. Okay. And, then, and then did a bunch of uh, data crunching. So that alone took like, you know, a couple of weeks to get all together, if not more, and uh, you know, a few, a few nights on, on my Mac processing and crunching data. <laughs> and, so tell uh, me how. So each each um, let's break down a picture basically. Yeah. So it's got these five hundred seventy six blocks. So each block is one block of of one mine block, right? On Ethereum. Tell us how each one of those. The, this is where we it gets into the real generative aspect, right? how yeah. each one of those is kind of composed or created. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So they are they are uh, consecutive, right? Like, so painting zero will have block zero, the Hennessy's block all the way to block 575, right? So they go across uh, left to right and, and, and top to bottom. Um, and um, and inside them, um, the, the most prominent piece would be the icon uh, for the miner, right? So whoever mined that block, is represented in the in the middle of uh, of that, um, and it's it's basically a, a generative uh, composition um, of the uh, miner's address, right? So the miner address is unique by default. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, you could <laughs> the network couldn't know who, who the miner is, right? Um, and so that was like something interesting to explore. Okay. Um, you can tell people about that, right? like, oh, they understand, like they have a unique address. So it's like, hey, here's where this miner lives at, right? Uh, and so um, I feel like, okay, let's make it a, a part of the generative art script to map the uh, miner's address into an icon or a hieroglyph of sorts that they can insert into that blog. We can try to, uh, I try to, uh, uh, make them obviously fun and aesthetically pleasing, but also different enough so that you could visually tell the, the, the differences, but also try to make them almost like hieroglyphics, like the, sure. you know, kind of the thing is getting written on the wall as you go, you know, like the blockchain is going and the miners are mining those blocks and they're never going to change. Right. So that's what I the kind of the, the, the motion I wanted to, to, to try. So that was almost like, was that your first kind of generative thing you had to like work on? Was that the first part that you actually worked on was actually creating a script that makes the diff icons different for each one and kind of figuring that out. Is that the first part you did? I actually started with the square. So divide and conquer is like, hey, here's the painting. How many rows am I going to get? How many columns I'm gotcha. going to get? Draw the squares, right? With right. the with the white lines around them, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, kind of have all those settings and parameters mess around with that to see what looked better. And then I added the uh, yeah. Then I added the 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 minor was kind of like the main thing, right? Like where. And so that icon too then has a different color variations and all that. So you played around with that to, to get it to where each address was quite unique, right? To create like a, a quite unique uh, experience for each one of those addresses, and then so and then the coloring is that basically related to the address as well, the, like the background color of each square. Yes. So no. So, so the background color of uh, each of the squares um, it's derived from uh, from attributes of the uh, of the block itself. So basically, red is gas or like fees paid. Okay. Green green is money transacted, and blue is difficulty. Right. So uh, it's a it's a really sophisticated transformation but that's kind of the baseline there's this like, baseline color that's kind of bluish grayish um if you look at like painting zero you'll kind of the first genesis vlog is pretty much that because um there's not a lot going on right right uh so that that first block kind of gives you the idea of like roughly what is the the base color uh and then on top of that i transformed like heavily the uh 
the red signal from like, you know, how much fees, you know, how, con how much congestion the network is having, right? right? right, right. Uh, the green from like how much money, how much ether is getting transacted and the blue from the difficulty, right? Um, and right. so that, that's kind of how like the, yeah, I figured out the aesthetics to tell the story of Ethereum, right? Like, so you see that the beginning is super blue. Basically, there's no transactions going on. Um, there's not a lot of fees paid, but if, when you get to painting 80, that's where the first ever uh, Ethereum transaction happens. You can see that as there's like a big red block because relatively speaking, there's a lot more uh, fees, right? Like it's like, oh, somebody right, paid a fee. To... dollars, a lot more fees, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so there's a lot of mathematical transformation going on with the colors. Colors are actually super tricky to... Um, to work with in, in generative art, right? Um, because it's, you know, it's very mathematical, but like the way we perceive colors is not so mathematical, right? Like we, we were born with the sun in the center of our spectrum for our vision, right? So that color is so much more intense than anything else, right? Okay, uh, actually, I did not know that, but interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I, you know, <laughs> maybe somebody will debate that, but, <laughs> but that's how I feel about colors. Right? Like this, and 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 actually, there's a huge spectrum also how different people perceive different colors. Right? Like all the Absolutely. way from you know, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> obviously, it's it, it's kind of hard, right? Because a computer doesn't know that, right? Like yep. RGB code or whatever you use, it just uh, you know, like whatever whatever system you use. So I had to transform a lot until I get actually look good. Uh, so there's a mix of that. Like the intention is to encode those signals, but also like make it aesthetically pleasing at least, at least from me. So, so this is one of the things that makes it like hard for small brain people like me to understand <laughs> yes. all of the the aspects of this. And like the simplest thing is right starts with painting zero, but then there are 575 blocks, and immediately I start stop losing. I start losing track of like which one I'm at and all this sort of thing. Um, so it becomes very complex, which is great from a collector standpoint because it gets just very interesting and detailed, but very hard to understand like what, which one I'm actually looking at. Um, so, but just to, to clarify the date. So the first well, painting, uh, zero is the first, uh, transaction. And then it just goes through transactions of Ethereum up until what date? Like what's the, the last painting? Uh, what, what date would that be? Yeah, so let me look it up so I get it right. But the painting ninety eight ninety four, it starts from zero. So there's total nine thousand eight hundred ninety five paintings, right? But right. ninety eight ninety four, yeah. um, is the last painting, right? Yeah. And it ends in it's uh, May twenty ninth two thousand eighteen around eleven thirteen uh, p.m. Right. Um, so, and that's UTC, right? Because it's it's taken from the time time, time sums uh, from Ethereum itself, right? Like it take the time sums uh, when the miner blocks the 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 block, um, yeah. they put a time sum on like it's a Unix ebook, right? And uh, so that's why I use. Yeah. Yep. So wait, is that date then that May April May? Um, is that because so rather than do ten thousand, you did nine thousand eight hundred ninety five. Because basically you were writing the contract on May 29th, 2018. That was the day was, that, like you needed the contract done. I was, you were like, yeah. There's only this many blocks. <laughs> so I guess we can't do 10,000. I don't want to wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> I mean, is that yeah. literally what happened? At, at some point I had to like, <laughs> you had to say like, this is a collection, right? Cause like, yeah. uh, it, but it wasn't the contract writing. It was more like the data crunching, right? Cause I had to get all of the data to crunch all of the data and generate the signals that I cared for um, that I was going to put on the paintings, right? So that and, was basically the data uh, pull day. Um, yeah, I actually did. I think I did like a, a much smaller sample uh, just to work on the art, right? So I was kind of working in parallel tracks. I had, I think, I forgot what I, what I had exactly, but I had enough data for like 100 paintings or something because the data crunching and extraction was so intensive. I didn't want to wait for that to finish to work on the art. Gotcha. So I kind of had both tracks in parallel. I was, I had like, I was thinking my, my, my node and I was, um, you know, starting to try and, and, and extract and crunch the data while I was working on the art. So I had like a few paintings, like a hundred paintings or so 
um, just, you know, like you have to tweak a lot of the parameters sure. on, on the script until like I'm happy with how it looks like. So I was building that with that sample data set. And eventually at some point I was like, okay, uh, now I have enough data to almost make it 10,000 pages. Let's just call it a day. <laughs> like, yeah. and start crunching We're the close data. enough to 10,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you, it, July comes um, and you're like, okay, let, let's do this. A uh, big marketing campaign, I'm sure. Uh, and you launched <laughs> this thing um, to crickets, probably. I'm as almost every project did in, in 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so you launch it. What is the exact date you launch? Uh, and how many pieces do you launch on that day? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the contract itself was deployed. Let me let me look it up one more time. I don't <laughs> I get it wrong. Um, it was deployed in July, right? I think it was yeah. July 18th. Um, yeah. Yeah. So July eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. That's when I deployed the contract. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, and again, it's UTC, right? But um, and then uh, the first mint ever. Um, the contract has like a waiting... yeah. I think it was the next day, from what I found, was like July nineteenth. Yeah. Let's see. Well, from, from ones I could so, find. Uh, actually, July 13th. I'm still July 13th. Okay, hold on. This is important to people, so you better get yeah. this right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> July 11th. July, so 11th. July, July 11th was the contract? It was the contract, yeah. Okay. Um, and then... <laughs> the first minting? And then the first minting was on the 13th. Um, yeah, so and it was uh, the contract has this operation. I remember um, I was chatting with the devs at OpenSea a lot at the time because they were like the most knowledgeable in the space. They, they probably still are. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, I asked the guys like, "Hey, so, so I want to mint all of this. How, how am I going to do this?" And they're like, "You know, I'm like, should I build something that kind of mints in bulk or like at least in?" Uh, a while and they, they pointed me to an example it's like yeah you need to do that so like there's a way in the contract to mint um a, a bunch of tokens at once and that's what i used uh, so that first transaction there's actually 12 tokens i think okay on the so the first no there's there's 10 there's 10 tokens 10. right yeah but the first one from those is painting for 100. yeah okay this is where it gets absolutely insane <laughs> now i don't know first of all was this done intentionally to confuse people <laughs> Because this is the most confusing. I'm like, and nobody can explain it. I mean, the Discord people are like, we're waiting for this interview because we don't get it either. So why doesn't it start with painting zero? Why? What is this about? This is crazy. Yeah, Please, yeah. Explain, explain yourself. You got a lot of explaining. Little did I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's fascinating how like uh, crazy, you know, like three years later, like we're talking about this, this, uh, you know, this thing. So like, you know, reviving thoughts that I had like three years ago, right? Like was talking to myself about them. Yeah. Walk <laughs> us through your process on what that actually, yeah, what, how this, what, how, how you arrived at this, this yeah, plan, yeah. which is obviously insanity. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> explain us how it works, how it works, man. Yeah. So, so the, the contract is based on open settlements, uh, open source implementation of the ERC 721. So Open Zeppelin is amazing, and they put out uh, reference implementations that are open source for uh, for different standards, right? Um, if I had to code the whole ERC721, you know, you could do it, but it's super tricky. It's a lot of effort, and it's very likely that you know you'll have bugs and security issues and stuff. So like, it's kind of insane to go and do it on your own if there's a good reference implementation that's you know somewhat field tested and you know so i that's kind of that was my starting point is like i used their open source uh implementation for that and a few other things they have like ownable modules that he give you some access control and things like that right uh and in the one that i used at the time there was this concept of um you could set the token id right um, so i don't quite remember if it was exactly like from that that i used um that that uh somehow you need to increment the counter 
for the tokens. And the way people do this changed over time, right? I think at the time I wrote it, this was kind of like the most common way to do it. I don't know if other, if other projects do it like this or not, but this is kind of how I got at it. Um, and basically, you know, every time I'm minting, I'm adding a new token. And every time I'm doing that, part of what I'm minting is which painting number am I minting? And, you know, uh, it just goes in order. The contract itself, like index them on an array from zero to N, Right. Uh, but I can mint in any order, right? I just need to tell it when I mint, I tell it this is the painting I'm minting, this is the hash for the painting I'm minting, and um and and, and this is URL for the metadata uh, for that uh, painting, right? Um so I could have used the contract Wait, well, and why doesn't them. it start at painting zero? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So so that's from the tech perspective. Then why didn't I mint painting zero first and then go in order? Right. Uh, that that that's a great question. I think I uh, I don't remember the specifics, but I think I, I I think my thinking was like, what if I mess up painting series, the most important painting in the collection? Let's just start one by one that's a little bit less critical. Are you serious? <laughs> I am. That's my best recollection. So you decided <laughs> to screw with every single collector's brain ever. <laughs> Because you were worried about screwing it. I, I, I had no idea this was going to turn out this way. So you decided to start uh, with what? With painting, what'd you say, 410 or something? 400 is the first one, yeah. And then there were like, I think there were like in that bunch a few different ones that I kind of liked the aesthetics or that, um, you know, I know that in the early days I minted some that I was emotionally attached for, you know, things like, um, you know, wedding days and things like that right like oh i want to have this painting right i'm gonna keep a few to myself that i you know like i like this moment in time for whatever reason right like they're important to me so like at early early in the collection i did mint some of those but also um also minted a lot of like people would ask me like hey can i get this one can i get this one and then i would mint those right uh, but you yeah, were basically that, minting you have that power to mint individual ones or kind of groups of ones yeah. at the same time right yeah, because this is um, somebody, um, you know, as I started going down this rabbit hole and people started texting me and DMing me, that one guy was like, yeah, dude, who's, who's he's big into this generative art. He's like, yeah, I found that guy back in March, and he was saying, uh, yeah, what day do you want me to mint? I'll make any day you want. You want your <laughs> He was like, birthday. He thought He literally thought your project was based on getting a mint that is like today's that are important to you like he thought it was like a birthday thing <laughs> like he thought yeah. your generative art was based on birthdays <laughs> there's a lot of confusion around it and yeah i you know i never thought like when i build this i never thought anyone would like actually i verify the contract put it up there to be you know transparent about us like hey this is a contract you can look at the source code and all that but i really never thought anyone like you know, it never occurred to me at the times like somebody's gonna get deep to the mechanics of like you know yeah. how am I tracking painting numbers and they, at the time it wasn't a thing for me like what was fascinating to me is like hey this contract now enables me to mint and it's interoperable and people are gonna be able to transact and, and transfer tokens and I was I was more thinking about that right and then the mutability and being kind of the first generative art you know project and that's what i i was thinking i wasn't thinking about like the details of like to like mint them in order or like yeah, the yeah, token yeah. id in, in, in other words guys just so everybody listening understands <laughs> you're screwed there's no <laughs> way to ever figure this out it's impossible basically what we're gonna need is a giant excel sheet each one in minting order oh my god have you started creating that sheet yet because that's gonna be that is a requirement for the community. They have to have. This yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some some folks uh, asked me about it, and uh, I I can put it together. It's actually not that bad. It's all on the blockchain, right? It's just a matter of you know. <laughs> Bro, oh my god, confusion! Oh my god. Now I get. Now we get to the details, and now I understand. Um, and now I understand why uh, there is massive confusion, and will continue to be. Get ready to answer this question for the rest of your life. <laughs> Those decisions you made back in July will haunt you for the rest of your life. For the rest, of your life. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! So you launch the thing. Uh, I'm assuming nobody really buys it. Maybe you buy them yourself. Um, 
at that time. So the price is remained the same up until this day, right? It's like point point one ETH uh, to to mint or to to buy a mint. Is that right? So and and that's gonna. Well, let me. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's like yeah, yeah. So, so you are I, going just to clear because this is something everybody's asking me. You're going to mint the rest of these, correct? This project's going to go all that. the way through nine hundred nine thousand eight hundred ninety-five. Absolutely that's, correct. That's my plan. Yes. yes. Okay, and so your schedule for minting is going to be kind of parsed out however you want to parse it out, correct? Yeah, I think uh, you know I I try to avoid you know. Times when our gas is high and and it's not super automated. I, I have it semi automated. So there's there's you know the first thing is the contract uh, allows only the contract owner to mint. So it's not like uh, some of the more modern contracts where they public mints and kind of send send your ETH and that method is payable. And so you can right. uh, you know give the contract some money and get the token in return and it gets minted at the time. It's it's a little bit older, right? Like so I, I didn't do it like that. I did. Um, I enabled myself to mint, right? So I can go and mint anytime I want. Um, uh, and, and obviously the contract checks that it hasn't been minted and all that, right? But mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, at, up until now, you know, we had a few different waves of, of demand uh, through different um, times. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, first of at the very beginning, I was just minting what people ask me for it and a few that I care for and maybe a few to have as inventory, right, type thing, right, and, and put them on the side. And uh, first, you couldn't actually purchase them from the site. You had to go to OpenSea. I didn't have a sales contract, right? Right. And then eventually, I brought the sales contract that enables you to actually send ETH and then the sales contract and, and tell which token you want. And then the sales contract will check, yep, you gave me the money. Uh, it matches the, the, the minimum price I need. And uh, I'm going to execute then the, the transfer, right? And transfer yep. you the token. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Now, now it, with future mints, are you going to now, at least for all our sanity, go in order from now on? <laughs> from now on, wherever you are now. So go, I, from, uh, <laughs> go from order, whatever order that may be, 2000 something and just 2001. 2002 can you can you are you going to implement an ordered procedure or is it going to be random uh still it's a you know it's a lot easier on me also to go in order uh so my 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 semi-automated pretty semi-automated script goes in order um there's uh, up until yesterday i was still doing mint requests that was a mechanism i built uh at some point so that you could actually request a specific painting um, so that if you care for a date and time or a specific yeah. transaction or block or like painting number, you didn't have to wait until that one was minted. Um, and that was fine, but it was getting, yesterday I spent like a couple hours doing mint requests because there's so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Like it's taking me way too much, you know, time to do like, it's amazing. It was like, I love doing it because, you know, I connected with people and they would like tell me what they care about and like, it's so emotional as an artist, like, oh, somebody just got their painting for, you know, their son's birth. And like, I was almost in tears. So I like, so that's amazing, but also it's not scalable. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to post this. I'm not doing any of those right now. But that that was creating some of the also out of order uh, minting, sure. right? Because um, I, I was minting, you know, whatever people would request. But yeah, my my plan now is to, it, it, it's, you know, most likely, like, I'll, I'll continue to go in order. I've been going in order yesterday. I made it, I think, from, like, something like the 1500s to, like, the 2000s, uh, something like that. There's still a, a bunch of paintings that have been minting with higher numbers, but, you know, obviously skipping the ones that are minted before. <laughs> but we're the, at, you're at somewhere around slightly less maybe than, like, 3,000 total mints so far, more or less? Yeah, yeah, a little less. Uh, okay. I mean, check real quick i did an announcement on our discord about that yesterday night uh or this morning yeah, uh, yeah there's about uh 2585 minted nice um tell me how because this is a big question um <laughs> well first of all you have to make that excel sheet uh that has to be public because the reality is is there's so much confusion right now 
um which may be good in a way because mm. people like start diving into like you said oh it's all available on the blockchain well yeah yeah you know <laughs> uh, and trust me people have spent i've talked to people who spent the last 48 hours doing nothing but this uh trying to go back <laughs> and find the contracts and all this sort of stuff um but when i look at open sea uh right and all of the different metrics on open sea and mm. i think yours is probably the most complex of any uh nft i've ever seen on OpenSea. the number of different things and the different how do i know what's rare and what's not rare please tell me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i i'll try to refrain from commenting on value itself really, but i no, can, no, I can rare, right right rare. right exactly so um my my favorite metric is the uh, minor uh rarity percent so the highest number but essentially um the less likely that you're gonna see those miners in other paintings across the collection right um so there's a bunch of miners that only mined one block in the entire collection um so you're gonna see that hieroglyphic that icon only in that painting only for that block it's nowhere ever to be found. so a that very makes... very small miners somehow a miner yeah. spun up somebody's bedroom and he they magically exactly a block and and they're there once, basically. Exactly. And so it's a kind of fascinating part of the, the history of Ethereum that there's actually a lot of them, right? That, and some paintings have multiple of them, right? Um, so essentially, the, the more rare the, the miners that are in, the, in that painting, the higher that percent will be. So that's kind of a great place to start, I think. Mm -hmm. like that's my favorite metric. Um, then from there, you can see how many one-block miners you have, how many two-block miners you have. That's also on all of the stats on the side and on OpenSea as well. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, and th there's a fun part also. The, the, the two, the, the the two block miners could be on the same painting, so no other painting has them, right? Okay. Uh, and there's there's this. I don't want to get into that sideline conversation, but it's also like uh, part of this kind of shows you the actual decentralization of mining on of Ethereum over time, right? Like when you see the same miner all over the place well that's not really that decentralized right this <laughs> is the same guy as my mining all the blocks right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why also like I, I feel like that's the most important kind of rarity uh measure is like the miners themselves right um then um the, 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 there's other two right like so i have this golden miner that goes from the first position the, the first block on the painting and it kind of goes across right Mm -hmm. uh, all the painting and then finishes, right? So the first 575 paintings, you'll see painting series on the first position, painting one is on, on the second position and so on and so on, right? Um, the the paintings that have the golden miner at the very first position or at the, or the last position, I think are also very desirable. Um, and there's only like about, uh, I get this wrong, but like eight or 16 of them, something like that, right? Uh, throughout the collection. Actually, it's 9,895 9, divided by 576, give or take, right? Um, so th those are really rare too, right? Because, uh, you know, the the golden miner has to be in that position, right? I, I think uh, people are going to find all new ways of rarity that you didn't even think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's likely. Right? It's yeah, the way yeah, it yeah. works, right? It's like, no, this one has all, all yellow or this one has all green or this one has all red or this one. Has, you know, I mean, it's like you just yeah the rarity and what that's always the interesting thing for me is when you get into art yes like there are these standard like metrics you know number type things and then there's just whatever people like hoodies you know and <laughs> you know expensive yeah. right it's like, yeah 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 there's like aesthetics there's folks looking at us like oh look there's the yep. smiley face right oh look there's a tunnel right oh this one looks like tetris right like a uh, yep. lot of different things a lot of different properties um i like prime numbers so there's a lot of statistics about prime numbers uh that one is more of like a reserve for future use type thing uh, so where what is that what does that mean i mean i know what a prime <laughs> number is but what does that mean in relation to the paintings yeah, so I don't want to overpromise, right? Like, a, blockchain is hard, right? But um, my my thought is my 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 thinking was always so like, have token holders actually, uh, you know, maybe have access to specific things. I don't want to be too specific, but 
Okay. Uh, I may build other things where owning a specific crypto art may give you different access to. Well, leave it this, is, this is the kind of thing where, um, <laughs> when I talk to people who are like into the generative arts and stuff, um, uh, they'll say, I'll say, well, what makes this, um, you know, different or whatever? And part of the thing is, well, it doesn't really have much utility, right? Mm -hmm. In relation to other ones, um, there are ones which you can, there's like all this like burning and mm -hmm. re-rolling and uh, there's one with like consolation. So you burn one and it adds to another, mm -hmm. um, uh, this kind of generative features. And so, you know, they'll say about yours and rightly so, but they'll say, hey, but it, it was so early, it doesn't have these kind of utilities, right? Um, but you're saying, well, it may have utility in the future, no promises. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, right now you can actually, I think this is important because a lot of people don't know and it's hard to tell everyone, right? But the you can actually download a full resolution AK image from the site by signing a transaction, right? Right. It's unlockable content before it was called that. <laughs> I, you know, I remember chatting with the guys at like no no region and OpenSea is like, hey guys, I want to be able to download this. How, how do we do that? And they kind of gave me a couple ideas and then I bolted on some some of mine. It's like, okay, I got it working. Like it's secure. Like I can do this. Like you can actually yeah. verify ownership and let you download that. So that was like all the utility that it, that was built in from from day one, right? But I do. Yeah, I do have a, a lot of ideas on, on how I can continue to build upon that, you know, that very similar mechanism, right? Like if you own uh, an NFT that can be verified uh, through Web3 and then you can build upon that, right? Like, um, so, and, and you actually... When I was talking to like other people, like, again, is one was like, oh, well, you know, he was really ahead of the curve with like the AK, like most, nobody was really thinking about that back then. So you were a bit... Um uh ahead of the curve there and then the unlockable is is uh it's certainly interesting i know people this was actually a question that the discord came up with and um uh it's interesting and and being that we're blockchain we're decentralized how your images are stored um currently and how it you know just as far as the decentralized aspect of that people want to know how the images yep. are stored yeah, yeah, yeah. So the images today are stored at, uh, at Google, right? <laughs> so Google Storage, um, and uh, you, you know um, the, the I, I've been looking at the contract in the last few weeks um, to look if I can put more of the metadata, more more of the the data on chain in general. And uh, actually, I I think it's possible. Like it it looks like uh, that's the case, and so I I. I don't want to overpromise again, you know, because then like people yeah. have expectations, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, let anyone down. But, but um, I love to, I love to put uh, the metadata, uh, at least metadata on chain. So right now the contract tracks the hash uh, of the image. So if you download the AK image and you calculate the hash, you can check it and verify uh, authenticity, uh, you know, on your own against the blockchain with no one else involved, right? Right. We calculate hash, boom, it should match. Otherwise, it's not the right image, right? Um, so the hashes are on chain. The URL to the API with the metadata is also on chain. Um, and then the painting number is also on chain, right? So every token uh, it tracks those three things, right, on the contract on chain. Um, but so uh, how, tell me how, like, if the URL points to a Google address. Is that even possible to turn that into a, uh, you know, to put it on IPFS or anything like that? Fortunately, I did leave uh, that open. So I actually remember chatting with uh, some of the devs uh, about it's like, hey, what do you guys do about this? And it was kind of like everybody was on the fence, like, well, you know, ideally you, wanna, you don't want to ch change stuff, but the reality is like most likely there will be errors, right? So. Um, so what I came up with is this combination of like, I actually am able to change uh, the hash of the painting uh, just in case there's an error, just in case, you know, when I was mending or generating something or calculating something, there was a mistake, right? So, uh, and the contract, actually, if you look at the verified contract, there's a note by me that's like to be used only to correct errors, you know, <laughs> something like that uh, on, on the source code, right? Um, 
and then there's a way also to renounce ownership of the contract. So my plan is like, hey, don't, again, don't want to overpromise, but the way I would do it is to probably not now, like, you know, first mint the whole thing, like, you know, mm -hmm. but eventually I could go and update all of the hashes to point to IEPFS or Arweave or actually a combination of both would be even better. Um, so you can do like, uh, some contracts seem to be using like a CDN, uh, just for faster delivery that then goes to uh, either IPFS or, or, or Arweave or, or both, right? So you can build layers of, of immutability and storage. And I still need to learn more about those, right? I don't know so much about them. Uh, I, I, I've done some stuff on IPFS. I know that one pretty well. Uh, that'd be an easy way uh, to do it. And basically, um, once I'm done with that and once everything is minting, then I can renounce ownership of the contract. And then it cannot be, you know, if I renounce ownership, it cannot then no longer be changed. And then, and then I'm done. So I was, I'm lucky that I was contemplating the idea of like, I may do a mistake. I looks like I may end up doing it for an upgrade purpose instead of fixing a mistake, but it can flag in that sense that that's a possibility. Um, so, yeah, no, that's good. That's good to know. Um, and I know people are concerned about that. So I think that's a good, good answer. Look, I mean, this is the thing when, when people are like, Oh, why didn't he do that? Or why, you know, it's like, dude, you weren't around in 2018. You know, yeah. you didn't know what people were building with back then to look back and be like, you didn't use IPFS. Nobody used, I mean, you know, I know talking with my friends at Curio, you know, they were the first project to even use IPFS. And it was only because Travis, you know, the, one of the co-founders happened to go to like a Bitcoin meetup where the guy <laughs> started IPFS was there and was like, you guys should use IPFS. Like, that's the only reason he used it, you know? That's and awesome. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I, I actually looked into it. I had a dev tutorial on using it. So like I looked at it before crypto art but yep. the unlockable content doesn't work well with ipfs right because if you put it on ipfs it's by default public right right and i can't encrypt it ahead of time for a specific owner without knowing who that owner is so you kind of have this chicken and egg problem right like you either have to choose in between like making it public available for everyone yeah or make it unlockable and only available for owners uh, but there's actually subtleties, right? So like there's, there's the metadata that could go into IPFS. There's also the public images that have low and mid resolutions for tokens that can also go into IPFS. But I don't think I would put the AK images on IPFS because that kind of dilutes the whole point of like, hey, as an owner, you have access to, right, exactly, right. That That's supposed to be reserved for owners. And then if they want to put them on IPFS, you know, they're more most welcome to, right? Uh, okay. But I don't think it's a good idea to do that. There's other projects, other uh, generative bar projects um, that actually uh, store the script itself uh, on chain, right? I could do that as well, but I don't want to do it until the collection is over. And that has other problems. So like people could use the script to generate paintings that are beyond 9,984. So I don't really want that to happen, right? Just sure. like then somebody will like yeah, it's proprietary. It, it, it dilutes it dilutes the value of the collection, right? So I never I would never want that to happen. So I probably won't put the the script on chain, right? Just because of that, right? Because otherwise you could keep oh, and now we have you know <laughs> ten thousand more paintings, right? Yeah, it's yeah, hundred thousand. Yeah. It's a million. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. One question. This was uh, I mean you've already touched on it, the rarity and stuff. Mm -hmm. But is there any like one thing which was like, oh, this is the most fascinating uh, data thing I've found? Uh, th this person who, who wrote me in the chat said, uh, I think it was minor two thousand only shows up once uh, in the art. You know, are there, is that is there anything like that that's like, oh, this is the most interesting thing I've seen? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think it, painting 80 is like to me like very special where that very first ever Ethereum transaction is at. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's quite unique. You can look it up. Like actually on, on blog posts, I sent you some links on, on uh, some mm -hmm. of the blog posts. I go through that in detail. Um, and, you know, you can see how the art reacts to like such a violent shift in, in, in the network parameters, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, that was pretty cool. 
there are a couple of paintings where you see like the same miner as like dominating. <laughs> like what what happened there? Like somebody had like this huge machine turned on or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's kind of a, a some, there's a couple of bizarre moments that I've seen like it's like wow this painting is dominated but this miner was like mining the whole Ethereum for a while. Yeah, there's others. There's others. Uh, you know, obviously, painting zero and and the Genesis block, right? Like, uh, it has no minor, and that was fascinating. And and I was almost when I was building the script, I realized like, oh, I don't have a minor icon for Genesis block, right? Um, because there is no minor, right? Uh, the Genesis block was constructed, uh, handcrafted, right? right? Um, and so, right? right? And so I almost wanted to fix that and like do maybe like. An Ethereum logo, I think, right? And then, right. But then I was like, no, let's keep it pure. Actually, that pseudo thing maps the algorithm naturally maps it to nothing. So let's I just kept it like that. Uh, well, it's interesting. I mean, my gut says that the most valuable pieces it will be based on minting order. Um, but I could be wrong, you know. And and there are and then there are layers of what people consider rare or interesting or whatever. And I'm sure that's going to be. Um, uh, very, very interesting to see how the market and collectors start, you know, dividing up and, and saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, just that's free market. But, uh, right? And that's yeah. what I, I absolutely love. Yeah. When people start making those choices and then the market moves based on those choices. Right. So yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of historically significant blogs too. Uh, and those, those are really cool too. And, and kind of a special to, uh, to some folks too and but yeah it, it, it's fascinating to see how the community values uh the different paintings so I, I try to refrain myself i like sometimes i might come and like hey this is some of my personal favorite but like you know it's up to the community to figure out what's a combination of things and, and different you know different folks will like look at different things too so absolutely i mean it's impossible to to try and guess i mean i'm guessing date only because that has traditionally been something that people care about mm -hmm. but the reality is maybe it is the painting number you know the the earlier blocks are more valuable or they're more valuable maybe because they are the most simple right um you know or the most yeah. complex or the most valuable. i mean who knows you know uh, yeah. it's gonna be great to great fun to see how it um how it all plays out i'm not sure if i've missed any is there any oh crypto arte how'd you come up with that name <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was saying I'm, I'm originally from Argentina, right? So a lot of the uh, a lot a, a lot of my ventures are named in Spanish, right? So my company is called Chimichurri. And uh, <laughs> shut up! Are you serious? Chimichurri, <laughs> 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 my <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I have another tool that's called Report Amigo, and uh, and you know, a lot of those kind of fun Spanish and you know, crypto arte was available. The domain name was available. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the, the simplest stuff is the. Uh, I, I wondered if there was something some unusual name, but now I get it. it's just the Spanish connection. That's cool. Yeah, it's just kind of like being playful with that and uh, kind of evoke the 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 my my roots that way. Yeah. That's super awesome, man. Is there anything I've missed that the community uh, would need to know about or should know about? Because, uh, you know, I'd like to cover, I think we've covered most of the topics. Um, I want to make sure, you know, if there's any questions you can think of right now that the community's hit you with over and over again, is there anything I'm missing? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe there's some of the other aspects of the visuals of the aesthetics of, of the paintings right um so you know um, like the hashes that uh, form the vitro effect and stuff like that but it's all on that blog post right so i think by now most folks um you know if they really want to look it up or like you know, have, have some time they can look at that um you know the other big question was it you know is it really the first that debatable kind of coming back to the debatable question we we pan of like is it really the first generative art uh, project on ethereum as far as I know, like you said, as far as I know too, uh, that I think that's the case. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, I I chatted with uh, Kevin Rose actually uh, uh, a few weeks ago, right? He reached out because uh, he has into alternative uh, art, and that was amazing chatting with him. And I loved it. It's you know, he's a super super nice guy, and uh, obviously incredibly smart. And 
that was it's, it's extremely rewarding. Do you have a chance to, to chat with him? He, he mentioned it on, I actually didn't know, like then he mentioned that on, on his uh, podcast. And then he was looking at that too, right? Like you said, and uh, at the time I, I asked, I told him like, Hey, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I, you know, I, yeah, you just built I, it. You don't know. I had, yeah, I had been avoiding this question for so long because like community would like it, like you said, it's like such a intense debate. I was like, let's just say community figure it out. But by now I feel like I've heard enough and I've seen enough to confirm like, Hey, no one else is claiming it. And like, you know, everybody is telling me that. Put so your stamp on it, it right? looks pretty much, yeah, it looks like pretty much that I, I should claim that. Right. So uh, that was the other big yep. question. This, this will be debated till um, forever because <laughs> uh, the oh. autoglyph guys are going to go, well, it's not all on chain, you know? Yeah. 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 Of course. Some chain it's, it's, it's them. Right. Uh, it, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is, this is the debate. And so it will be debated, but um I think your project's an important uh, part of uh, blockchain history. Uh, it's an important part of NFTs. Um, man, it's been great talking to you. I know we'll chat more, um, but I was really, really psyched that you took the time for me today. Thank you very much, man. Uh, likewise, thank you. This is this is awesome. I really, really appreciate your time and helping uh, spread the word and clarify some of the, the questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. it's gonna be clear, clear as mud, baby. <laughs> Get ready, get ready for a million more questions, man. It's never going to stop. It's never <laughs> going to stop. And that's part of the fun of it. And, you know, it isn't, there's nothing clean and perfect uh, in NFTs. I've realized that. And, um, but you certainly uh, have a place in the history of NFTs. And I think that's pretty special. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. All right, brother. You have a great day, man. Thanks so much yeah, for taking you time with me, man. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, bye.